The IRS is going after crypto traders and crypto investors to basically nail them on their taxes, especially if they're trying to dodge paying their taxes. Because there's a lot of people who get involved into cryptocurrency who are in the kind of like mind frame of basically being like, hey, this is my money. Government doesn't deserve any of it. I'm going to just keep all my money here, all that kind of stuff, right? Decentralization and all that kind of stuff. The only thing is every government, not just the IRS, doesn't necessarily like cryptocurrency in the sense that it's harder for them to deal with it. But you know they are always going to get their piece of the pie. So let's get into the story. But either way, make sure you pay your taxes if you end up buying cryptocurrency and then causing a situation to where you actually need to pay taxes on it. So let's get into it. So for years, the cryptocurrency holdings of U.S. taxpayers have existed in a sort of reporting gray zone. But now, those crypto wallets are getting a whole lot of attention from the Internal Revenue Service and President Joe Biden, who appear determined to crack down on tax cheats. So the timing makes sense. The president needs to raise money relatively quickly for his own ambitious economic agenda and the tax gap which is the difference between taxes paid and taxes owed, is a big pool of cash ripe for the picking. IRS Chief Charles Rittig says the country is losing about a trillion dollars every year in unpaid taxes, and he credits this growing tax gap at least in part to the rise of the crypto market. Now, I would have to disagree with this, because the thing is, a lot of the people who do not end up paying their taxes or reporting their taxes, are people who are in the lower income bracket, right? So it's actually more typical, let's say, for like a waiter or a waitress to not really report their taxes correctly because a lot of it's in cash and tips, right? Same thing for like food trucks. That's pretty much almost all cash, right? Laundromats basically all cash, right? Vending machine companies, all cash. So there's a lot of jobs out there that are paid or even businesses that are paid in cash, right? So it makes it a lot easier for them to not report the actual numbers because everything is not tracked. So I wouldn't really say that this is like a crypto issue. It's more of like a cash non-digital record issue. So the federal government is so convinced of the potential for income from back due taxes that the White House wants to give the IRS an extra $80 billion in new powers to crack down on tax dodgers, including those parking their cash in crypto. Now, the IRS is in the business of collecting revenue, said Shihan Chandrasaka, a CPA and head of tax strategy at Cointracker.io, a crypto tax software company. Historically, if they spend $1 for any type of enforcement activity, they make 5 So I think crypto enforcement activities are even higher than that, he said. For example, it might be something where, like, if they spend $1,000, if they spend, like, $1 in their, like, investment to track down these 
crypto activities, they might actually make like 10 or even $20 in return, right? And now this is basically the same thing as like digital marketing, marketing in a sense, right? You put in like $1 and you know you could get like $4 back. You could put in like $10, you know, long term, you can make like $40 back, right? Like it's just, it's basically lifetime value of your investment or your customer. And your customer is basically people avoiding taxes or just not reporting their taxes correctly, right? So non-compliance made easy. So in the U.S., it is easy to be an unintentional crypto tax cheat. For one, the IRS hasn't exactly made it easy to report this information. And tax year 2019 was the first time the IRS explicitly asked taxpayers whether they had dealt in crypto. A question on Form Schedule 1 read, At any time during 2019, did you receive, sell, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency? But again, this isn't necessarily saying like whether or not you bought it or whatnot, because buying something doesn't mean it's a taxable event. But experts said the question was vague, and crucially, not everyone files the specific document. A Schedule 1 is typically used to report income not listed on the Form 1040, such as capital gains, alimony, or gambling winnings. So in 2020, the IRS upped its game by moving the virtual currency question to the 1040 itself, which is used by all individuals filing an annual income tax return. They put it right after your name and social security number and before you put any income numbers or deduction numbers in explained Lewis Taub, CPA and Director of Tax Services at Berkowitz Pollock Brandt. This made the question virtually impossible to miss. And as you can see from this thing, yep, it's right there. At any time during 2020, did you receive, sell, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency? But perhaps the bigger issue, according to Shihan, is that many filers have no clue how to calculate their crypto their crypto capital gains and losses. So if you trade through a brokerage, you typically get a form 1099B spelling out your transaction proceeds, streamlining the reporting process. That doesn't happen in the crypto world, Shion said. Many crypto exchanges don't report any information to the IRS. Now, while some crypto exchanges have begun to issue a tax form known as the K, uh, 1099K, which is traditionally given to an individual who engages in at least 200 transactions, Worth an aggregate of $20,000 or more in the context of crypto, this form only reports the total value of transactions. The total value does not factor in how much the person paid for the cryptocurrency in the first place, something referred to as the cost basis, which makes it hard to calculate the taxable gain. So a lot of people have actually overreported their incomes because they got confused, Sean said. But the biggest issue driving non-compliance is the fact that the tax rules surrounding digital currencies are still being worked out and in a state of constant flux. And then there's the taxable event. So the IRS trades virtual currencies like Bitcoin as property, meaning that they are taxed in a manner similar to stocks or real estate property if you buy one Bitcoin for $10,000 and sell it for $50,000, you face $40,000 of taxable capital gains. While this concept is relatively simple, it isn't always clear what constitutes a taxable event. Is buying Dogecoin with your Bitcoin a taxable event? Purchasing a TV with your Dogecoin, buying an NFT with Ether? All of the above are technically taxable events. 
And the government says if I buy something with crypto, it is as if I liquidated my crypto no differently than if I sold any other property, said Todd. Now, this is the thing that gets like kind of complicated because the biggest problem when it comes to like taxes for a lot of cryptos is that a lot of these cryptocurrencies are used in the same way it is when it comes to like cash, right? So basically, they're trying to make you pay capital gains tax for transactions, which is very odd. Right. And then it's very odd. Like, how are you going to factor that in? Are you going to end up starting to do like a sales tax kind of situation? But who's going to regulate that? Can you even regulate that? Highly unlikely. So it's very odd in how they do that. That being said, them doing it for like if you just outright sell it for like US dollars, I perfectly understand them trying to tax that. So, like, if you, you know, put money into like Bitcoin. It goes to like, who knows, $1 million per coin. You bought it for like, let's just say $1. So now you owe taxes on $999,999.99. Yeah, yeah. $999,999, right? And you owe taxes on that. So I perfectly understand that situation, but not more in the situation of like, oh, I'm going to buy a TV, but then I got to pay capital gains tax on that. That just seems too broad. So mining Dogecoin for fun qualifies as self-employment income in the eyes of the government. According to cryptocurrency tax software Taxbit, which recently contracted with the IRS to aid the agency in digital currency-related audits, tax rates vary between 10% to 37% on mining proceeds. So crypto miners have to pay taxes on the fair market value of the mined coins at the time of receipt, wrote crypto tax attorney Justin Woodward. While there are ways to get creative to minimize this tax burden, such as classifying mining as a business and deducting equipment and electricity expenses, it takes a bit of filing acrobatics to make it work. Earning interest on the Bitcoin sitting idle in your crypto wallet also counts as income and is taxed as such. Exchanges like Coinbase have also begun to send Form 1099-MISC to taxpayers who earned $600 or more on crypto rewards or staking. So the IRS crypto crackdown. The crypto trading value may have fallen off a cliff in the last few weeks, but the overall market value of digital currencies is still up about 75% this year. The IRS has made it clear that it wants a piece of the action. Now, the agency recently ramped up efforts to subpoena centralized crypto exchanges for information about non-compliant U.S. taxpayers. And this spring, courts authorized the IRS to issue John Doe summonses to crypto exchange operators, Kraken and Circle, as a way to find individuals who conducted at least $20,000 of transactions in cryptocurrency from 2016 to 2020. Now, the IRS also put the same type of summons to use in 2016 when it went after Coinbase crypto transactions from 2013 to 2015. Now, issuing these summons one exchange at a time is a clumsy way to capture non-compliant U.S. taxpayers, but it can be effective according to John Feldhammer, a partner at a law firm Baker Botts and a former IRS senior litigator. And in 2019, the IRS announced it was sending letters to more than 10,000 people who potentially failed to report crypto income. Riddick said in a statement that taxpayers should take the letter very seriously by reviewing their tax filings 
and when appropriate, amend past returns and pay back taxes, interest, and penalties. And according to Shahan, the infamous letter 6173 gave individuals 30 days to respond to the IRS, otherwise they risked having their tax profile examined. And letters went out again in 2020, and a fresh run of these stern warnings are expected to be sent this autumn. Even the threat of a letter has a lot of people seeking the counsel of accountants as to whether they should get ahead of a potential audit and be proactive about amending past returns. And a lot of people ask me on Twitter, Oh my God, in 2018, I had $200 worth of capital gains I didn't report. What should I do? Recounted Shahan. In that case, it is, it just is not worth amending the return to pick up $200 worth of income. The high-level thing is that if you didn't do anything intentionally, you're fine. So the IRS is also getting smarter about uncovering crypto tax evaders with the help of new data analytic tools it can employ in-house. Now, the agency's partnership with Taxbit is a part of this effort, and Tob describes the software as being able to go through cryptocurrency wallets and analyze them to figure out what was bought and sold in crypto. Now, in addition to enlisting the services of the vendor itself, Tob says that the IRS agents are being trained up on the software as a way to identify tax dodgers. So then Biden's new crypto rules, the president's 2022 budget proposal could lead to a raft of new crypto reporting requirements for those dealing in digital coins. The U.S. Treasury Department's new Green Book, released in May, calls for more comprehensive reporting requirements for crypto, so it's as hard to spend digital currencies without getting reported as it is to spend cash today. And one proposal would require businesses to report to the IRS all cryptocurrency transactions valued at more than $10,000, and another cause for crypto asset exchanges and custodians to report data on user accounts, which conducted at least $600 worth of gross inflows or outflows in a given year. And another potential major blow to crypto holders is Biden's proposal to raise the top tax rate on long-term capital gains to 43.4% up from 23.8%. Now, here's the thing, right? This isn't just going to screw over people who get involved into cryptocurrency. This is going to screw over basically any working individual that contributes to their 401k, contributes to their Roth IRA, contributes to any investment vehicle, right? Like this is literally going to do so much damage to people's future, to their generational wealth building, to them being able to retire later in life. Because if you got to pay like 50% nearly on your, like just on your investments long term, that guess what? You've already paid taxes on that money that you put into these investments. Like, one, there's going to be so many people so pissed off about it. And then two, it's just it's just going to damage so many people. Like, why would anyone purposely go out of their way and screw over the working class people for what? Right? Like, I just don't understand that aspect at all. Like, increasing the capital gains rate is just so stupid. So crypto gains are being taxed as any other type of gain in assets, either at a long-term capital gains or ordinary rates. And President Biden has proposed to eliminate the difference between the two, said David Lesperance, a Toronto-based attorney who specializes in, relo- in relocating the rich. Lesperance told CNBC that the proposal would also function retroactively and apply to any transaction which took place after April 28, 2020. So this translates into $19,800 in increased capital gains tax for each $100,000 in capital appreciation to crypto, he said. Amid the 
rising crypto crackdown here in the U.S., Les Burns has helped clients expatriate in order to ditch their tax burden altogether. By exercising a properly executed expert expatriation strategy, the first $750,000 in capital appreciation is tax-free, and the individual can organize themselves to pay no U.S. tax at all in the future, he said. But Les Burns warned that taxpayers need to move fast. The runaway to execute this strategy is very short, he said. And I honestly, I agree with this because here's the thing. It's going to get to the point where the U.S. is going to get so tough on taxes that they are actually going to try to... It's going to get to the point where who's going to get almost... It's going to be basically like a game of chicken, right? Is someone going to like denounce their citizenship and move to a different country first? Or is the country, the United States government, going to go after these individuals with a super high tax rate, forcing them to basically spend you know, 50, 60, maybe even 70% of their investment, right? And like give them basically that amount, right? In taxes to the point where they're going to completely screw these individuals. So it's just an interesting way to really think about it. Feel free to give your thoughts. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, Go down below as well, and we'll see you in future episodes.